0: good afternoon everyone this is trelane davis and this is trey's table talks reboot of trey's table talk so um i am the co-founder and director of james matthew commission and you're probably wondering what is james Mac- matthew commission who is james matthew is somebody's grandpa or some somebody you known back in the day no james matthew are actually books in the Bible. James talks about uh, taking care of orphan children and Matthew um, talks about when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was naked, you clothed me. Those basic things there, basic care. And so we at James Matthew Commission believe it is our commission, our purpose in life to ensure that children, specifically children in foster care, have their basic needs met, home, food, shelter, and that is why we are in business we believe that every child will experience an authentic reliable and supportive community i grew up in a community i didn't necessarily grow up as i did not grow up as a foster child but i certainly had extended community from my church uh, my neighborhood and whatnot and so we want to surround people around these children who need that kind of care and love and support so we are so glad today that you are here with us. Some of our core values, are integrity. I mean, when you're dealing with children that have experienced abuse or neglect, it is so important that you're integral. I mean, everything you do. I mean, I remember telling one of the kids that works with us that, 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 that was with us, secrets are not allowed in our business, in our line of work sometimes those secrets become things that hurt or have been hurting children. And so that's not allowed in our business. And so we have to be transparent and we want most of all for these kids to trust us. So we have to be trustworthy as adults. We have to show empathy, even if we don't know exactly or have have it from an experience point of view. I myself have never experienced a lot of the things that the kiddos we care for has experienced. But what I do show them is empathy, and that does go a long way. Um, Also, just kind of self-evaluation is one of our core values because there are people on my team who have had different things and trauma that's happened in their lives. And so it's necessary for them to take care of the children is to know what their own triggers are and how to de-escalate themselves or not even allow themselves to go to a place that is unhealthy for themselves. And as I mentioned before, our biggest core value is the village mindset. What do I mean by that? Well... We are um, emergency placement and in our homes. And so sometimes we have kiddos who leave us after 30 days, even 45 days with COVID and they stay, they stay connected to us. They'll call one of the managers and just say, Hey, I'm doing good. Or they'll try to follow somebody on social media just to keep us abreast as to what's going on with them, to let, let them know, let us know that they are safe. And so we, definitely appreciate this. I always give children permission. Call the house, talk to staff if you're feeling unsafe. If you just want a nice, calm, caring voice to talk to, give us a call. And that's what exactly what happened. So I'm so glad about that. So James Matthew Commission has done a lot in these last five years. We started, uh, we just had our fifth year anniversary, um, January of 2022. And November of 2017, we started out doing parent-child visits where we would pick up children and supervise the visits with their parents, a lot of court-ordered visits, and just document the interaction that was happening with those children. And we still have that business that goes along even more today. Uh, April of 2018, we opened up our emergency placement services for teen girls, 11 through 18 years old. And we have had the wonderful pleasure of caring for hundreds of girls provide them a safe and stable place um, in, in emergency situations. We were able to do uh, that again and duplicate that for boys in Tacoma on um, in March of 2020 for 11 to 18-year-old teen boys. And we are waiting to get our licensing for our younger boys in Tacoma to also provide some emergency placement for them. And I tell you, I used to think when we first started, like, how can you have any impact with a child in 30 days. And you really can. You really can have an impact with a child. Even if it's just enough to start changing the trajectory, kids need someone to believe in them. So if they come into um, our environment, we want to let them know, hey, we believe in you. We're going to be empathetic to what your struggle is. We're going to keep you safe. Most importantly, we're going to keep you safe. And so we do have children who have appreciated being in our homes Um, in 2021, we received our license to be a child placing agency. So now we recruit and we place children in foster homes. So that's another way that we are trying to care for children in foster care. And we also have a K-State contract. So we've been a little busy, but I'm telling you, we only can do it when you have great vision. And to fulfill that great vision is when you have great people around you. So that is the only reason why we have been so successful thus far. And so we have future plans. We're going to be opening up a couple of homes for children who need BRS. And BRS is Behavioral Rehabilitation Services. And that's when they need a little bit more intensive case management, a little more intensive Therapy And they stay with us a little longer And we create these plans So that the different behaviors that they have They can go to a less restrictive place And at the end of the day Be able to cope and um, handle their behaviors In a very positive manner Versus maybe the way that they First enter into our program And then our long-term goal Our big, hairy, audacious goal As I remember in a training I did Is to have the James C. Village Basically where we will bring all of this together. So think about Habitat for Humanity and how a lot of times you'll see those homes, a Habitat for Humanity kind of development, but it'll be different homes with the emergency placement, the BRS homes, uh, extended foster care because there are a lot of young adults who come out of foster care and they need a place to stay. And they still need, guidance. They may not necessarily need a parent, but they need guidance. They need a place to stay. They need uh, tips on how to get a job and things of that nature. So we want to be able to support those children as well as teen moms. We want to support them as well. So huge, huge, huge thank you again to the JMC staff. They're the ones who make it possible. These are people who are dedicated to these kids when they cuss them out. I mean, I've I've been called a lot of different things with these kids, you know. But, you know they're not mad at me they're just mad at the situation so i don't take it personally these are things i tell my staff don't take it personally they're not mad at you but we have staff that's able to de-escalate a child or just make a connection to to a child and most of all they're trusted adults if you think about it, a lot of times children who are in foster care they've experienced a type of uh child uh childhood neglect or trauma or or abuse and That may have come from another adult. So they may be a little skewed in how they view adults. But when you can show them that every adult is not going to hurt you, every adult is going to, every adult, not every adult is going to be unsafe. When you can show them and give them a different view, it really starts helping to change how they think in their pattern and rewrite their story. And that's really our goal. All right. So that is everything about JMC. And uh, we're going to be coming here every week to talk about who we are. So now, stay tuned because we're going to go live on Facebook and Instagram. This month is February. It's, It's African American History Month, Black History Month, however you want to say. At the end of the day, it's also Love Month. Valentine's Day and things like that. It's really an opportunity for you to share with your special loved one how much you do love them, how much you do appreciate them. But take a moment to think about how much love do you have? Does your heart have capacity to love on a child who needs you? Do you have the capacity to love on a child who needs you? Hey, Donald! Donald is a great example. They've adopted a child, uh, Donald Clark and his wife, Phyllis Clark, they adopted a child. Um, he's five or six now, isn't he? And, uh, and, and, you know, we're young, but you know, we're not 25 anymore, (laughs) but they've taken on another son and it's been, I'm sure, an experience that they never thought they would have once their older children, um, Got older, you know. as their sons got older, cause they're also grandparents, and now they're raising a five, six-year-old. Uh, so it's so great. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Veronica is actually in social work. She is works for CPS uh, down in North Carolina, and this is the work that she does with children. Hey, cousin Cheryl. Um, those of you on the podcast, you're probably like, she just talking to everybody. I love to talk to people and interact. This is why we had to go live. So I really appreciate Peggy of Royal Hive Solutions. Um, for allowing me to be me and have this time to just uh, interact. Thank you so much for those who are joining us on Facebook Live, my per, my uh, personal, as well as JMC, fosters. appreciate that. So thank you so much for being here. But foster parenting is just so important. Um, you know, I I wasn't raised as a foster child. I had two parents and I, I didn't experience a, a home of, that was an abusive home or a neglectful home or anything like that. However, um, I I have enough empathy and I, I my experience in that space uh, was so impactful that I want to have other children to have that same experience. It does so much for them when they can get with a, an adult or a family who believes in them, who will love on them. Hey, Andresha, who will love on them, who will just change the trajectory of their lives. And this is the thing, foster children, we always highlight children who are homeless, who are experiencing homelessness because a lot of times they may be there with their families. But keep in mind, even children who are experiencing homelessness are with their families a lot of times. They're with their mom or, and or dad or with their relatives, things like that, in a shelter or at another relative's home and things like that. But we still have to remember that these are foster children who are in different homes and they don't have placement. I just got off the phone with the placement desk in uh, the Vancouver area. And we have this kiddo who's with us. He was supposed to leave today because um, JMC only does emergency placement. He was supposed to leave today and they asked us, can he stay longer? Because why? There's no placement for him. He's had some, he's had some, some challenges. He's had some challenges even with us, but there is no placement for him. There is no home. And in these last two and a half weeks, yes, there's been some challenges with him, but because of Mavis Turner and her team at the boys house, they've been able to help stabilize him, redirect him a little bit. And that helps, just helps him while he is with us. Suppose he had a home that he didn't have to worry about going somewhere else. Hey, Tony, maybe he didn't have to worry about going anywhere else. Can you imagine with this child's life? And listen, I'm not trying to tell you it's going to be easy because you know what? Just like any other teenager, just like any other child, they're going to try you because that's what children's do. Children's children. <laughs> that's what children do. They will try you. They will test their boundaries, especially teenagers, right? And truth be told, some of y'all would like that. I know I was, I wasn't real rebellious, but, you know, if I get away with it, I sure would, you know, there are things that my parents found out that we did as when we, as we became adults and they didn't know that we did not as children, you know, or teenagers. So we need foster parents to take on these children, extend that love. This is love month. And I I love when people say, oh my God, I love what you guys do and things like that, because it is sad to think that there are children, more children who need a home than homes that are available. It's sad to think that by no real fault of their own that a 10-year-old doesn't have a stable place. And it could go like this. And I'm, you know, yeah, you know, let's be honest, I'm trying to guilt you a little bit. <laughs> but let, you know, it could happen like this where a 10-year-old goes to school and leaving from house A in Tacoma and then something happened. And now when they're leaving school, they end up in house B in Shelton. That is a very real situation. I have children. I just told you, Vancouver, we're in Tacoma. Vancouver is two hours away from us. And so not only is this child in foster care, but now he's out of his community. Think about what that does to a child. So we want you to think about being that village. Now let's say you're a grandparent or auntie or sister or brother who's raising a relative. You can get license. You can get licensed with us so that you can get the services that the child needs. And the services could be so easy that perhaps it's a child who's on the autism spectrum and you don't have the capabilities, but you need some help. Then this is when you can get licensed as a foster parent for your relative to get the resources that you need to help the child. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say you can get rich off it. So anybody that says, you know, people that get it off a check, whatever, listen, I I don't know how that check's going to help you like that. Trust me. It does help, but you're actually being reimbursed for what you've already given that child, not to mention just the emotional capacity. Hey, auntie. Not only that, but the emotional capacity that is going along with, that you're giving this child, and then if you have other children at home, what that does to your family dynamics is shifts everything. So the check that you get from the state is not um, going to make a break. It's not going to make you a millionaire. You're not going to be able to go out, buy out buy a BMW or whatever like that. But it definitely can help. And I think what's more important is the resources as far as like therapy and different resources that you can get to help stabilize that child. And that's really what you want to do. So. We enjoy what we do at James Matthew Commission, and and I would love you to participate. Um, Let's get some interaction from you all out there. How many of you are at least know a foster child or foster parents, and um, especially on our JMC Fosters page, are are these foster parents on here? Shout out to us and let us know. Are you foster parents? Are you interested in fostering, or maybe you know a foster family, or just familiar, or kind of maybe put something in the chat for us there. Even in my personal. Well, uh, Facebook here. Let's talk about fostering or and love. Hey, Donovan, foster family. Ten years. You've been fostering for ten years. I'm telling you. I bet you have a whole bunch of stories that you could give us. <laughs> Can you write? Your, would you mind just putting your name in the chat? I would just love to call your name and. And just interact with you via the the live. I just I appreciate it so much, and maybe just tell us um, why you've been doing it for ten years. We're just talking about fostering right now, just foster parenting. That's our topic for the podcast today. Hey, Miss Cubine, yes, been fostering. Oh, love, need much. Yes, yes, you've done it for many, many years, Miss Cubine. How many children can you foster? Children, do you, can you think that you've had in your home over the years? Brooke, thank you so much. You have eight kids in your home now. Oh. Brooke, did you just write that? Oh my God. Brooke has. Hey, Donna. Kevin, from the Big Easy, how you doing? <laughs> Brick said, "Cause she's crazy." But you know what? You, I probably, you probably can't even imagine your house without all those kids, right? I mean, it's just something. Plus, her grandbaby and her mom. Wow! I bet you there's never a dull moment. And you took out time to be on here with us. Be alive! Yikes! Thank you. <laughs> wow! I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Miss Cubine, Ten, you had ten children. And you adopted five. Wow. And listen, you got a lot of your own children. How many of your own bio children do you have, Ms. Cubine? And I know you have a slew of grandkids. I love it. I love it. Brooke, I appreciate it. Brooke, what is, what is something that you can, just a nugget you can give of somebody that's even thinking about fostering, you know, the why, why they should do it. Seven children, Miss Cubine. Oh my God. Listen, I birthed one. I got married. I got two. Then I have my two god kids. I feel like I got a foster home at my house, almost two god kids, and then my girlfriend's uh, my my niece, and uh, we have a nice full house too. So I look for it when they go. But see, the difference is, Donna, with you, they have to stay with you in my house. Friday, outside of my daughter and my son, they go home. <laughs> the other ones go. <laughs> Yeah, let's keep talking. Love. oh, Brooke, that's awesome. Oh, she <laughs> Brooke wrote that she's hiding in her room right now <laughs> with all those eight kids, her grandbaby and her mom. Listen, you have to do that. Are you binge watching on anything right now on Netflix or Hulu just to kind of keep your mind? And so Brooke is saying after 10 years of fostering, she's saying you should do it because the, the love you have to share is great. And this is Love Month. Oh man, thank you so much. If if only for a moment in your home, that's so true. Thank you for bringing that out. You may just have it where you just want to do respite care. That's a possibility. And you are, and what respite care is? It could be where you are just giving Brooke a break (laughs) for the weekend and every second weekend of the month. You're giving Brooke a break. You know, and so she would love it. She said she's watching Hulu. Yeah, what's what's your favorite show right now, but Because I love Hulu. Let's see. Miss keeping some more people. Hey, Kathy. Damien. Hey, Damien. Coriana. I love the interaction. That's what I want to do. So I appreciate Peggy uh, letting me do this. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Ernestine Reed. Hey. Hey, family. Kathy. Okay, let's see. Miss Claudine, Miss Cubine said, when you foster, it has to be for the love of the children. I mean, she just told y'all, she had 10 foster kids and she adopted five of them. And she has seven of her own that she birthed. Come on now. And I know her children, they're amazing people. They're all grown. Everybody's grown now, but hey, love you too, Damien. Yes, yes, yes. So Going back to Brooke, Brooke is a foster parent and she said she's been doing it for 10 years, y'all. She has eight kids in her house, including her grandbaby and her mom helps her. I'm sure her mom helps her too. Um, But she's been doing it for 10 years. and said that the love you have to share is great. You know, I don't think you know your heart's capacity until you start doing this work. When you make the commitment to take care of, at the end of the day, when you make the commitment to take care of somebody else's child, that's amazing. So let's think about this. We want you to be trusted adults while we while we still have a few minutes. Um, mention, you know, tell me about some of your favorite adults. You know, when I grew up, I had a huge church community. Veronica is one of my, that's where we became really good friends and sisters through the church community. What else? Um, camping show. But that don't sound very, okay. We're going to be cool outside of the camping, Okay. Okay. Um, Who are some adults that you think about in your life? Now that you're an adult, you look back as a child, whether it's a Sunday school teacher or maybe it was um, your coach or just your favorite teacher that just really made an impact on you. Um, So name those people for me and tell me if you can. Remember, tell me why. I remember um, one of my favorite high school teachers was Miss Kyle. She was my advanced placement English teacher. She really challenged us and she allowed freedom of voice. I remember um, at that time I was at Wilson, what was called Wilson High School, Wilson, Tacoma. And um, I was one of two black people in the room. I think it was me and Patrice Brown, which is now Patrice Frank, were the only uh, African-Americans in the room. And I remember we were talking about um, the flag. And I said, well, you know, the the American flag doesn't do too much for us. This is, I can't believe I was saying that at 17 years old, but I did, but she allowed me that voice even then. And I remember that. And it's been, I'm not going to tell you how long it's been since I've been in high school, but it's been a while. And here I am now in, and I still remember her. And there's countless adults that I remember. Who was that trusted adult for you? Who was that trusted adult for you over your life that just really made an impact for you? Who inspired you? You know, parents, teachers. My parents were great. You know, we lost our dad August of 2020. He was amazing. We were laughing about him. I love my mother. She's something else. She's spoiled. She's she's beautiful, wise and all, but she's spoiled. <laughs> so I love them. What is, what are, who are some of your favorite people? Let's see, Brooke is watching this crazy crew camping for she's going to take all eight of her kids on a camping trip brooke i'm gonna put you on my prayer list okay i don't know if you pray but i'm gonna pray for you okay <laughs> let's see who do you have um corianna said i salute her lord knows Coriana is a single parent with three children and so she's like i salute brooke um oh tony said me tony I was her inspiration. Okay, I believe that, Tony, but you're an adult. So we're going to talk about, <laughs> as a child, Coriana, my grandma and my mother's, her mother's mom. That's awesome. Who was that trusted adult that you just, oh, when you went around them, they just made you feel special. Maybe it was a grandparent. You know, Peggy, did you have somebody? Um, I had my grandmother. She was definitely one of them for me. And- yeah. Every time she came around, she just made you feel like you were the only person that mattered. Yeah, you yeah. Know, even though she had a slew of grandkids, uh-huh. you know, that was that was one thing Melissa did. And I, I appreciated everything she poured into me. She took every opportunity to do that for her grandkids. So. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Wow. Oh, and so Brooke said her dad, yeah. Those dads are special, absolutely. Was was there an is there a non-relative that maybe you could think of? I I remember um, uh, it was a lady. She just passed a couple years, a couple weeks ago, but last month, um, uh, Mrs. Dolores Brown, and uh, she was very instrumental in my life um, through my church. You know, Mrs. Thomas, uh, she was instrumental in my life for my church community. Just different ones. I don't want to start naming folks, but so many people have made an impact on my life as a child and really has formed into who I am now as a woman. They really, and I had good parents, but my parents needed a village. So who was a part of your village that helped make you who you are? Let's see. Oh, Miss Cubine said her, your mom raised nine children and always had a house full of children. That's why you got a whole bunch of kids in your house. And Ernestine Reed, she said her grandmother. Yes, yes, yes. She's a sweetheart. Tony says her grandmother. Did you have a coach? Tony has her favorite teachers, Mrs. Leary, Mrs. Shepard. There are so many people, trusted adults, trusted adults that you could lean on and you could talk to. Joshua Kent. Oh, your baseball coach. Awesome. That care for me past the field. Man, that is so good. That is so good. Past field, not just when you got to baseball, but past the field. And just when I'm understanding after practice, you know, just pouring those positive words in them and doing those different things. And that's what these kids need. That's what these children need. Hey Harold, hey cousin. They need trusted adults, y'all. I'm telling you right now, they need a trusted adults. So um, that was just a little interaction. I appreciate it. this. Is what we're gonna do when we come on here. We're going to have our podcast, Trace Table Talks, and then we're going to put this live part on here, and you're going to hear me talking, so I know the people listen to the podcast part. I apologize if my kids said that I'm a squirrel, because I'll be talking about one thing, and then I'll switch and go, but I always come back to my point. I really do. I really do. Uh, well, time to go visit my husband. I will catch you guys later. Maybe I can hop on live with you. some. <gasps> I would love that, Brooke. Can you just maybe... Um message us. I would love to, I don't even know you, but I, we're already connected. We, I would love for you to jump on. Oh my God. And Peggy will be happy to reach out to you. So just send us a message, message and we'll be reaching out to schedule that time. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Yes. So we got you the foster life. We got you. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Okay. So we are going to start we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. I appreciate you so much. Share with everybody. But before we leave, I don't have the candle in front of me, but there is a company by Nadia Thomas called Scent of Faith. C-S-C-E-N-T, scent. And she makes these amazing candles. You know how you get a candle, you smell it, and it's like, oh, it smells so good. You get it home and you can't smell it. You burn it and you're mad. I got, Mm-mm. This young lady has... Figured it out, how to permeate your room with a beautiful smell. And they're all Christian based. She's a young woman and she just, she just started a business. This is her first time out the gate. They smell really good. Kathy knows about them. Yes, yes. All of the center of faith people. Come on, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can check her out. I'm going to be promoting different businesses where I want her. She is an African-American woman. This is African-American month. And so we want to promote different businesses As we do this trade Tip Because I'm the kind of It can't just be about me It is not about me It's got to be about everybody else So if you go to scentoffaith.com And you put in JMC10 at checkout You will get a 10% discount off of your order I'm telling y'all A man asked me the other day uh, One of the guys at church He said, what is it about me, women and, and, and candles? It just does It makes you feel so much She got a candle burning in here right now It just makes you feel better. It relaxes your spirit. It calms you down. And these candles are amazing. So, if you will tell me the first person that can send me a message now, if you are related to me or you've been knowing me for a long time, if you can send me a message of where James Matthew of James Matthew Commission comes from, we will be glad to send you a sin of faith candle from Trey's Table Talks. Okay. All right, y'all, that's it for now. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Hello, everybody again. Thank you so much for joining us in this week's Trace Table Talks podcast. We hope you will join us again on the next one as we talk about all things foster care care and foster parenting. We're always looking for foster parents who are willing to open their home to children in need. And so reach out to us. We'll be your village as you care for this child. I know sometimes people can say that the licensing process can be a little cumbersome. It can be, but we'll walk with you step by step by step. And once you are licensed and you have that child or children in your home, we'll be happy to stay connected to you so that you can continue to care for the children in your home. Um, Also, we're always looking for people to work for us. We're looking for youth direct care workers to work in our emergency placement homes, as well as visitation supervisors to be subcontracted with us in our family time, as well as case aid workers who can work one-on-one with our children who require a little bit more supervision. So if you're interested in anything regarding JMC and just trying to find your place and your role in our village, please reach out to us at fosters at jmckids.com. Email us again, fosters at jmckids.com. We hope to talk to you soon. Thank you.